Welcome to The Secret Sauce. I'm glad you're here. I'm your host, Kip Schubert. And you know, as educators, we need to own our stories. We need to share how we've climbed mountains that seemed impossible. And in the process, discovered that secret sauce that we all have. Because it's with that secret sauce, we reach back over those mountains and become the Sherpa that our schools and our staff and our students need. You know, be sure and follow the podcast. I don't want you to miss an episode. And please reach out to me. I would love to come to your school and share my secret sauce with your staff and students. You know, our stories, our experiences, they matter. They are what connect us and empowers the development of authentic relationships that our schools, our communities, our world desperately needs right now. So let's get real, let's get raw, and let's get vulnerable and dive into our next episode. I'd like you to welcome you guys to episode number 22 of The Secret Sauce with Kip Schubert. And I'd like to introduce my good friend I've known for 20, 25 years, Steve Scott from Yukon, Oklahoma. And Steve, welcome. Hey, thanks. Glad to be here. Why don't you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about who Steve Scott is um, and, and about your career as, as a coach, teacher, educator? Yeah, I've uh, been teaching and coaching for over 23 years now. And, um, you know, um, just uh, been, you know, been blessed to have the experiences that I've had over those years. Um, I've grown up in the game of soccer, grown up playing and playing the game. Um, absolutely loved it. Um, and so got to the point to when I got, when I it was time to make a decision on what I wanted to do. Well, I knew I wanted to play in college, but then I also, you know, in order to do that and to stay in the game, I always wanted to be a coach. So I, that kind of led me to education. And where do you currently teach and, and tell us a little bit about like what you teach, what your normal day is um, and what you're doing as a coach right now. Yeah, um, I am uh, at uh, high school here in Yukon, so I coach or teach um, every grade, ninth through twelfth grade. Uh, I do uh, health classes. I got a couple of health classes, a couple of I got a PE class, and then I got a couple of life and leisure PE classes, which is uh, PE classes for the Special Olympians in the school. Oh, that is awesome! And yeah, how, how does um. How does that impact you as not just as an educator or a coach, but as a person working with um, the special needs and the special Olympians? That it's just, it's just awesome. Just being able to kind of pour into that and give them opportunities and provide opportunities for them to get out and compete and enjoy and be around, um, be around sports, be around athletics, the chance to compete um, in those classes, um, it's a regular PE class. It's not an adapted PE class. So we have regular ed students that are in there as well. And they're called, we, they're called partners. And so they help uh, interact in the games and activities and things as well. So they all get, so they all get that ability to be around the regular students as well. Yeah. I know when I, when I was teaching PE and then did some with the, the special Olympics, I know it just gave me a, personally, it just gave me a really 
I don't know, just a, a big sense of joy and gratitude. Um, just being able to just to see that, just to see their kind of uninhibited view of, of the world and society and not yeah. weighed down with all the stressors and, and things that a lot of us have and, and regular kids have, they were just always just so happy just to be there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's always the different, it's a, it's, it's, it's a different mindset if you're not in that environment all the time. Right. Um, it's a, it's a totally different mindset that really they're oblivious to everything that goes on, except what, they're doing right there at that moment and it's 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 a joy to watch right tell tell us a little bit about you know i know for me and and what i share when i talk about the secret sauce it's it's some things that i've learned and coming through adversity and overcoming Mm -hmm. disadvantages and and my struggles that now become my strength um tell us a little bit about your secret sauce and some things maybe in in maybe not just your professional career, but professional and personal that some things that you've really had to overcome and what that's taught you um, and and who that has made Steve Scott to be. Yeah. Uh, I think the mindset has come back from when I've started playing soccer. Um, you know, I, I spend a lot of time in the game, whether it's practice or playing at a young age. I've been playing since I was probably five or six years old. Um, But as I got to uh, a little bit older, um, I was always in a situation to where it was pretty much me uh, at practice, me at games, you know, being dropped off. um, Didn't a whole, didn't have a whole lot of support there watching per se, if if that makes sense. It did. It would be like, you know, take me to practice, pick you up when we're done, take you to games, either pick you up or get a ride home with somebody else kind of thing. So I've, I developed this, how, how to, how to learn how to face things in that environment. And it really shaped me into kind of the thought processes that I have now in, in going from that, which kind of bleeds into, uh, what I, what I call is like a, a, a mindset when I bring it into the classroom, uh, I talk about, you know, the decisions we make, the positive versus negative, uh, figuring out all that stuff. And I talk to the, talk to the students all the time about that and how it's a, it's a major, major, uh, point that when it comes down to it, everything we do is a decision, but everything we do, if we don't have the ability to forth, think on what might be on the other side of a decision, you know, understand, is this going to create a positive situation or can this create a negative situation and have that forethought and that going forward with it. And I think a lot of kids are probably, you know, especially the ones we see today, um, maybe don't have that parental support, you know, like you were sharing and not that they didn't support you necessarily, but they, you know, when you don't have, I knew that as a, I know that feeling as a player too, when you, when you're playing in those games and you're practicing and everybody else's parents are there, but yours, right. um, it does, it does force you to, to develop kind of that self-reliance and resilience. Yep. Um, not just as a player, but, but as a person, um, yeah. 
and, and as you've developed that and, and really molded what you do into thinking about good decisions and positive outcomes, what are, what are, or share with, share with us about a relationship or maybe relationships that have really empowered you to be able to do what you do now as a teacher and a coach. Yeah. I, I, th I think the relationship um, within the game and then with kind of how that situation of not having that, uh, that parental involvement at games uh, kind of gave me this, this attitude of going out and doing something and going after it. But really I learned how to not put that pressure on myself. Um, one of those things is like um, when I, when I, when I played professionally and I went to, I went to two different professional opportunities. I went to a, uh, I went to two different combines. One was an open tryout in Kansas city. And another one was an actual combine that I went to in both times. And we know the percentages of, of athletes going and playing professionally. It's right. like less than, less than, you know, 0.05% or whatever. It's, it's, it's a ridiculously low number. And so I just went into these situations that, I'm going to get the experience. I'm going to enjoy the experience, not expecting anything of myself other than what I can do and go out and take charge of myself. And so when I go into the situation, into those highly, what could be stressful situations, and, and I use this as an example in my class, we're talking about stress, anxiety, all those things that build up in people because they worry about things. And, I, I went into that very potentially stressful environment and went into it in a situation where I'm going to do this. I'm going to go play. There's no, I'm not putting any, I'm not putting any undue stress on myself because if I don't put that pressure on myself, I'm just going to go and I, I don't expect, you know, I don't expect the anything to happen or don't put that pressure on myself. Then it's a situation to where, you know, hey, it was it's yeah. a great experience. Right. And I know I know you've shared with me before, um, and this may be kind of what you're talking about too, is is control those controllables. Right. And and control what you can control, which is yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a valuable lesson for 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 all of us, but especially those that we work with, students, student athletes, and yes. and, and listening to your story about about especially about attending those combines and and developing that through not really having that personal support from a from a parent or a, another human behind you in the game kind of taught you that resilience. But kind of what I hear you saying too, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is that you really focus in on the process and not the outcome. Right. You weren't, you weren't focused on making the team or being selected. You were focused on just going out there and giving giving everything you had to that process. And you let right. the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, I've done, you know, in a lot of things that I post, sometimes I'll post and you'll see a couple the hashtags that I put out there is hashtag embrace the process, hashtag release the pressure. And the whole idea behind that is embrace the process to release the pressure. And that's something that I constantly put out to the, to the students and those that I talk to. And, I, and when I, when I share this, like, 
situation, the story about how that comes about when I, you know, very, very rarely does anybody get an opportunity to go to a combine like that. And, and then another combine gets selected to, to play. Right. Well, I went to two and got selected both times. Right. Right. Because they're very highly stressful situations if you let it happen. But if instead, if I go for go and embrace the process that it is and not expect anything in return, I'm much, I feel much more freer in any situation to go at it. And then the result is what it is because just like in a game, when we tell our, tell our athletes, the referee is going to do what they're going to do. You can't control what they're going to do. Whatever right. they do, there's going to be an outcome. You just got to go with it and don't worry about it. Right. You know, and that same kind of thing in that kind of a, any kind of a stressful environment that that kids get into. Yeah, and, I know. I know. I share with my, you know, with my teams all the time. And just recently, you know, our season wrapped up in the end of October, and you know, we focused the entire time on the process. And I always yeah. would tell them, you know, do not be emotionally tied to the result be committed to the process and when you do that you know if you've done your job if you've if you've given everything you've had to that the results most of the time are going to turn in your favor but you know you did the best you could and whether you won or lost on the scoreboard to me you were unbeaten and so um i think that's a great thing that you you share with your kids and it's a great thing that you you share with the kids that you coach yeah could you um you know, with what you're doing today, I know you're you're teaching there at UConn, Oklahoma, at the high school, mm-hmm. um, and working heavily with the the club soccer there in Oklahoma City. Um, could you share like a specific story, um, that how you have used you know this concept of of embracing the process and releasing the pressure um, to really impact just one kid or one player? Yeah, I. Uh... You know, with me being in, you know, health class, teaching health, um, one of the first few weeks of school, the some of the lessons that we that we follow and we go in on is right away we go into the stress, the mental health side of things and and how how we can face stress and we can face the, you know, and how to manage that stress, because I like to I like to tell them that if we understand what stress is and we understand what is causing that stress in whatever situation we get into, if we understand the positive versus the negative in every situation, we may not be able to control it. But if we know what that is, if we know what the negativity is and we know where it is, where it's coming from, we can better manage it. And you but, navigate it, yeah. Right, and I talk. I talked to him about the social circle, the people they're around. You know, we all have people that we hang out with. We all have people that we love to be around, and we love to hang out with and go places and do things, and that's great. And I told, I asked them to take a deep dive into their circle. As I know, most you know, you may not have ever thought about this. Take a deep dive into your circle, be and look and look at each individual person in your circle, and under and and do they bring positive positivity to you or do they bring negativity in the group? And then if you can pinpoint the negativity in every group and every person and every friend that you hang out with, 
doesn't mean you have to cut them off or get rid of them. But what it does is you know where that comes from and you know how to better manage it if it shows up. Right. And then and then and then I talked to him about with that stress level, if we can better manage it. Then the two friends that stress has stress has I tell them that stress has two friends and they always want to show up when stress gets to a certain point. And that's depression and anxiety. Depression and anxiety follow stress. And and when you get to that point, if you if you can handle and manage the stress, depression and anxiety is less likely to show up. That's a I love the way you shared that. And <laughs> I, I always I always use who you're with and where you're at. Right. And that's what I tell my kids. And it's like the you are going to become the makeup of the, the five closest people that are around you. And yeah. And I know that, especially with young people, especially with teenagers, high school age kids, you know, peer pressure and peers are extremely important. And and I know that it's it's hard to, you know, put boundaries in or distance yourself from some people. But like I tell my kids, it's just you you've got to be able to, if you have that negative person or someone who's bringing you down or taking you down the wrong path, it, like you said, it doesn't mean you have to cut them out or not be their friend. But it also may need it may mean that you need to put some boundaries in and and distance yourself from that person, because where you're destined to go and where where you want to head in your life um, may not be the same way they're headed. And what is more important, you know, that that end result, that that goal, that that thing you want to do with your life or or following somebody else. And so I gave uh, I gave I gave an example of the moral compass, the moral values, my value system, what I believe in. Right. Right. And the people that are close around us are typically have the same value system we have, but every, every, every now and then we might have somebody that's around us that may do something that we don't agree with or whatever. But so how do you handle that? And I give an example for me is you can, you can talk to the individual about and talk about, the issue, not, not point, not at the person, but about the issue that, that you have. And then the, the other side of that is, and then tell them and talking about how you feel about that and not put your finger on the person, make it personal. Just talk about the situation that you're uncomfortable with. And then the example I gave was I had, I had an individual in the family that we hung out all the time every single day growing up. I mean, that was always at his house. We were always hanging out We every single day and he smoked and that was fine. The cigarettes you know, didn't bother me. One day I walked in the house and he was, he had a hit a marijuana. He was smoking some, some pot. Right. And, and I just looked, I just walked in there and I smelled it. And I just looked at him and I just go, Hey, you know, you can do what you want to do, but I'm, that's not what I do. I'm not going to be around that. And I said, as soon as you, you, as soon as you decide that you want to stop, I'll be back around, but I'm not coming back as long as you're doing that. And I left. That's one of those things where I, where I talk to the kids about all you have to do is share what you feel about a situation right? without blaming a person and then tell them how you feel. 
And then, because the reason why is, is it's because I can't control what he does. Right. I can't control what that person does. They're going to make a decision. I'm just going to let them know how I feel about it. And then when they make it, they make a decision to stop. They make a decision to not stop. That's them. That's their, that's me. I can't, I can't change their mind. Right. And so by doing that and being, and being cognizant of that type of thought process. And I, and I tell the kids in my class, I say, my, my job in this class, my goal in this class is to flip your mindset is to flip your mindset. It's not going to happen overnight. Some of you may get it quick. Some of you, it may take a while, but to change your mindset, to flip that mindset. And this is where it goes. And I give them that example. Well, it's been 35 years that I haven't hung out with them since. Right. Right. And so, and for me, it doesn't feel, I don't feel anything bad about it because it was a situation I couldn't control. Now, if I went into that a different way, where trying to control a situation that I can't or trying to change a situation that I can't control, it's like beating my head on a wall. And that's right. why I tell the kids, I said, if you're trying to control something that you cannot control and you don't understand, you can't control it. It's like hitting your head on the wall. That wall's not going anywhere. Eventually you're going to get a hole in your head. Right. Eventually yeah, you're going to crack your head. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's hard for kids to understand too, to be able to, I know you did that at a younger age and, and it's, it's hard for kids, you know, the peer pressure, they want to be liked, they want to be accepted. Um, but going into those situations when you're just telling them how you feel and you're looking out for you, that, that's, they've got to learn how to, how to self care. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you didn't love that person any less. It doesn't mean you, you, you hated them. It doesn't mean you, you looked down on them or judged them. That just wasn't for, that just wasn't for Steve. And, yeah. and so you went to your path and, and they went theirs. And it's just, I mean, again, you took, you control what you could control and you put yourself around good people. And I, I know you as a as number one, just as a personal friend for such a long time uh, that, that you've done such great things, um, not just in the game of soccer, but as a coach, as a teacher, as an educator, impacted kids, um, impacted your two daughters um, uh, and your wife. I mean, it's just when I think when we as people in especially as educators, but just personally, when we are able to understand the process and embrace it, it releases that pressure of having to conform or need validation or acceptance from people um, because we're focused on that process, knowing where we want to go. But at the same time, you know, we can still do that with love. And I know that you, you're able to connect and do those things with your kids in, your, in the classroom because you're so good at making and developing those one-on-one -on -one relationships that are so important. And I just want to bring up one more fact before we close this out. Yeah. Um, what you talked about um, was stress. And I know that in education today, teachers, I know we're feeling a ton of stress, um, you know, depending whether it's COVID related coming out of that, or I mean, teaching in general is stressful, but um, coming out of that or whether it's the political divide um, with school boards and our, in our communities, I mean, whatever, whatever it is, um, there's a lot of stress there. And I think as teachers, you know, if we learn to embrace the process of what we're doing, doesn't mean that all that stuff is going to go away. But what you said about the two things that follow stress, stress with depression and anxiety, I know that I felt those. 
And I think the more we're able to just embrace what we're doing on a day-to-day basis with love and how we're impacting kids, um, I think the level of that stress um, is relieved, you know, like you talk about. For sure. So again, Steve, I, I want to thank you for for coming on. I know we've been talking about this for what <laughs> a year or two. Um, yeah, I just I just appreciate you doing what you do there in Yukon, Oklahoma, and in the community of soccer in the entire state of Oklahoma. Um, I know it means a lot, and we have been um, on the other side coaching against one another. I think you've even refereed a few of my games back in the day. Yeah, um, you know, it's just um, we built that a, a great relationship through the game and. I think sports and athletics is, is in extracurriculars is, a, is one way that 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 people develop those relationships. And so, yeah. again, I just want to uh, give you kudos for what you do and thank you for sharing your story and and how embracing that process releases some pressure and allows us to figure out how to make good decisions and who to be around and allows us to alleviate some of that depression and that anxiety that we feel. Um so again, thank you for coming on. Um, and when I get back to Oklahoma, I look forward to catching up with you again, bud. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right. Next time, guys. Yeah. We appreciate you listening to our podcast. Let's connect and impact lives together. Leave me a comment on this episode or find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at The Secret Sauce with Kip Schubert. We would be honored if you would share this episode on your social media. Continue to share your story. It matters. Reach back over that mountain. Every educator, every student needs to feel loved, heard, and valued. So dish out that secret sauce and be that Sherpa to guide others to the summit. Till next time, let's stay all in and all together.